You're listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel bosses just like you who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by launching digital products online. I'm your host, Eden Freed. Let's learn to launch. Welcome back, Rebel Bosses. Today we are talking about content batching and how content batching can help you not only prep your audience for your digital product launch, but also how it can give you more time and space in your schedule to work on high priority launch tasks. Joining us to talk all about this is Amanda Warfield. Amanda is a simplicity-focused time management and business strategist whose mission is to help overwhelmed entrepreneurs take back their time and energy so they can stop trying to fit it all in, stop feeling guilty for spending time not being productive, and stop feeling worn out and defeated at the end of each day. Before we turn it over to the interview, quick reminder that if you're interested in launching your next digital product in the next 90 days, I've got a free roadmap that's going to show you exactly how to do that. Head to edenfree.com forward slash RBL to grab your free copy. All right, let's turn it over to Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Welcome to the show. We're so happy you're here. Hi. Thank you for having me. I am so excited and so honored to be here. Okay, so our listeners don't know you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the space. Yeah, so I am Amanda Warfield. I'm a simplicity-focused time management and business strategist for solopreneurs and side hustlers, which I recently went to the orthodontist and they asked what I did and I <laughs> spouted that off and he was like, well, that sound practice. And I was like, so does it orthodontist, I don't, you know? Um, but I love to help other women run a business that is simplified and intentional in order to find work-life balance. Because so often we start our businesses to have more freedom, whether it's time freedom or financial freedom or just flexibility. And then we get into it and we realize that as solo producers, you wear all of the hats and do all yeah. of the things yourself and you end up chained to your desk and laptop and you don't actually have that freedom that you were initially looking for. I totally agree. And I think it's so funny that your orthodontist is like (laughs) making a comment about it because it's first of all, really great that you can actually say what you do. I feel like a lot of times entrepreneurs in this space specifically have a hard time explaining to people what they do. And other people out there in the world are like, like I expected a one word, <laughs> a one word answer, like marketer or banker. And then you gave me this whole thing. <laughs> so right. I think it's great that you can explain the whole spiel. <laughs> um, did you always do this or was there anything like, did you somehow find your, yourself in this space after another job? Yeah. So I was teaching preschool and oh. loved it. Loved, loved there's nothing better than a four-year-old in it <laughs> clicking when they figure out how to read a word. Coolest thing in the world. But I was in this space of severe overwhelm, which was causing a lot of anxiety and depression. And my husband ended up getting deployed for the very first time. We were living out in Washington State, which South Carolina's home. So we were all the way across the country. I didn't know anyone. He got deployed immediately. And in order to stay busy, I started working, uh, I think it was six different jobs and they were all part-time jobs. I was teaching four different classes. It was crazy. It was chaos. And because of that, 
I lost sight of what mattered and what didn't. And long story short, I was listening to a podcast and they started talking about intentional living and how everything on your schedule should be something that leads to something that matters. And I, at the time, was putting things on my to-do list like clean the baseboards every Wednesday. Like, no one needs to do that. That's crazy. It's absolutely insane. But I was trying to stay so busy and so focused to make time pass quickly that I got trapped in this wheel of overwhelm where I just couldn't get off of it until someone pointed out you should be living intentionally, until someone pointed out you've got to start living more simple. And what ended up happening was that it changed my life so drastically that I thought I have to share this with other people. And so I started a blog and mostly talked about routines and capsule wardrobes and things like that and just simple living in general. But after attending my first conference ever as an entrepreneur, I was talking to all the women at my table and I realized that time management did not come naturally to everyone, especially in the entrepreneur space where you have to create your own boundaries and you're not You're not given a got to clock in by this time, got to clock out by that time. You've got to focus on these things. You're not giving guidance. And so a lot of people struggle with it. And when I realized that, I knew immediately that I had to pivot into this space because I was able to work six different jobs. And although I got really burnt out because that's not sustainable, I was able to handle it all and manage the household. And I knew that time management was a skill that I had and coupling that with the education which is all kind of evolved from there. It sounds like it was a really natural flow into the work that you're doing now, which is always really special. Um, so today we are talking about content and batching content, specifically as a strategy for digital product creators, people who are planning launches to, like you said, simplify the process leading up to a launch and really make sure that you're using that time efficiently because there's so many things to do. And there's not a lot of time to do it at all. (laughs) Um, This is a big struggle for a lot of people, especially when it comes to creating content, how much content to create. Some people don't create enough content. Some people are making too much. When it comes to content creation, do you have any feedback on like, what's the sweet spot for content, like how much content you need and how to kind of plan that into the creation process? So the amount of content that you should be putting out is the amount that you can handle, which everyone gets so tripped up on this idea of, but this entrepreneur, this educator told me that I need to be on Instagram and I need to be posting on Instagram every single day to my stories and every single day to my feed. And then this other one told me that I need to be on TikTok and I've got to put out three TikTok videos a day for best practices. And this other one told me that I we end up collecting educators and then trying to incorporate all of their advice all the time when realistically you only have so much time. And what ends up happening is that entrepreneurs get so caught up trying to meet best practices that they're not taking into account what they can realistically accomplish. And then they get so overwhelmed by the content process that they don't put anything out. They just give up on it totally. So what I teach all of my students is that you need to be able to create a month's worth of content in just one week so that you can leave three weeks free for the rest of the month to do other things like prep for a launch and do all the things. But if it takes you more than a week to create your month's worth of content, you're putting too much out there. You're trying to do too much and it's not possible given the amount of time that you have because we all have different amounts of time. Some people can work 
40 hours a week. Some can work 60, some can only work 10. And so there is no right amount unless you really step back and look at how much time you have. I love your answer because it's so unexpected. Like you said, you know, there's all these educators out there and people do tend to collect, you know, their, their list of educators that they follow um, and everybody's saying different things, but you said it's, it's according to you, like you, you as the launcher, you as the product creator. And that's so, so important. I know for me, you know, last year, what I could handle is very different than this year. You know, I had my son in the be- right in the beginning of COVID and, you know, crazy stuff happened. So, you know, that changed what I was capable of doing. And that's okay, right? Like, the, I feel like we just need to be in touch with ourselves and stop listening so much to, to all the people who, who give advice that doesn't necessarily fit everybody's situa- situation. Well, and you can't do best practices for every single thing. You have to keep it simple and pick what matters most to you and get intentional. But I love something you said there where you said that basically your season of life has changed and that has made a difference in what you can put out and what you do have time for. And I think that's something that we as entrepreneurs don't stop and think about enough is that we move through all these different seasons of life and with each new season, your old routines are out the window. The things you used to do, they're out the window. Everything we do has an expiration date, but so often we try to cling to what we used to do, even when it's not working anymore. And it's trying to fit, you know, a round peg in a square hole or whatever the phrase is. Right, right. No, absolutely. Now, obviously, even if we're we're following what you say and only creating or committing to create the amount of content we can in a week's time, there is an element of consistency that's needed and required to make even that happen. So what do you recommend people do to stay consistent with that creation process? Choose a week out of the month and every single month that needs to be your batch week. When I create my plans for the new year, I sit down and what's one of the very, I write in my vacations and things, if you have them, depending on what's going on in the world. But I mark out my time off and the second thing I write down on any plan before I start putting goals in is batch weeks. And so I know that every single month I have time set aside specifically to work on creating content and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's dive in a little bit more to what batching actually is. Some people have probably never heard this term before and you mentioned batch week. What is that exactly? So if you think of batching like you're making cookies, when you're making cookies, you don't make the mix for one chocolate chip cookie and then cook one chocolate chip cookie and then make the mix for the second one, right? You're creating a whole batch of cookies at once. You're making the mix for 12 to 24 cookies at once and then spacing out 12 to 24 cookies and then you're cooking all of them at the same time. So you're doing like tasks with like instead of breaking it apart. That's all that batching is. You can batch your schedule as far as themed days. I'm going to do all my marketing on Monday, all my content creation on Tuesday, all my admin on Wednesday, or you can batch your content. I'm going to write all of my blog posts for the month on Monday. And then the next day I'm going to edit all of the blog posts. And then the next day I'm going to create the graphics for all of them. And so you break it down step-by-step versus item by item or piece by piece. 
And what's the, the benefit to that? Now, obviously, we get a, a lot of the work done in one period of time, but is there any basis to why this works really well? So one, it saves you huge amounts of time. That is the biggest thing because the way our brains work is that every time you switch gears, it basically takes you 23 minutes to get back into focus. Every time you get distracted by anything, so if you're working and you pick up your phone and you're scrolling Instagram, you lose all the time you scrolled Instagram, but then it also takes your brain 23 minutes to get back into the task you were doing. So that's the same thing with batching. You save time by the nature of it. You know, if you were to bake 24 individual cookies and mix bake each one, that, I mean, I don't know how long that would take you crazy amounts of time. Mm -hmm. So it saves you time in that regard, but it also saves you time because when you get in writing mode and you can knock out four blog posts, write, 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 you're able to get in the writing zone and knock them out versus I'm going to get in the writing mode and then I'm going to stop and I'm going to get into editing mode and then I'm going to stop and then I'm going to get into graphic creation mode and then you start all over. So by doing like with like, your brain is able to stay in the zone and save your time that way as well. Do you have any tips for people who are interested in this batching process to stay focused on those tasks? Because I know for me, you know, I try to, to batch certain things, but then, you know, I end up on the internet and I check my email and then all of a sudden I'm on, you know, a million other websites checking my bank statements and random stuff. I don't even know how I got there. How can we really drill down on what we're doing and shy away from all of the other distractions in life? I have so many, so many things <laughs> you can do. Okay. So obviously you want to close out all of your tabs, right? Close everything out and don't open anything back up. But I know everyone's thinking, okay, but when I'm in the middle of this and I think about needing to check my bake statement to make sure that one payment went through, I need to do it so I don't forget it. Instead, what I tell all of my clients is to keep a notepad handy right beside you. When you think of something that needs to get done, write it down and then go back to work so that your brain's not getting distracted, but you don't lose that task because the way our brains work, I'm super into like brain psychology for no reason. So when <laughs> When you think of a, something that needs to get done, and this is why people can't sleep at night a lot of the times when yep. their brains are like, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Your brain is going to keep reminding you of something that it thinks you're going to forget until you handle it. But you can trick your brain into thinking that you handled it if you write it down and then you go back to work. So your brain will stop repeating it over and over to you, but you haven't forgotten it. You can handle it later and you can finish your work and not get distracted. So those are two things, the notepad and then closing out your tabs. And the other thing I recommend is to use the Pomodoro method. Have you heard of that? I have. I use a tomatotimer.com yes. or is it tomato-timer? One of those free sites. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Basically, the whole idea is that you work in batches, essentially, yeah. where you work for uh, I don't remember if the original Pomodoro method was, was it? I think it's 10 or it might be 20 minutes. You do like, I can't remember exactly. Cause I honestly, there's, there's a method to it where you work like 20 minute spurts with certain amount of breaks. But for me, I just find that the amount of time that works best for me. And I feel like that's probably the best thing for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember what the exact recommendation is. I've basically modified it and yeah the average human adult can only focus on one task for about 23 minutes at a time. So I set a timer for every 25 minutes on my phone. When the timer goes off, I get up and I 
walk a couple laps around my house so that I'm not getting distracted, but I am walking away and taking a break. And then I come back and sit down and work for the next 25 minutes. And that helps me stay focused while also not getting into that distraction mode, because that's typically what happens when you're like, I need to just check Instagram real quick. You've hit that 20 minute mark. And then your brain's like, no, I can't do this anymore. And so you want to scroll and get that relief of a break, but then you get contained lost for break. a long time. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I don't know about you guys listening, but I am always inspired and motivated by timers. I'm like that little kid who you tell like, Hey, let's see how fast you can clean up your room. And I'm like, all right, let's see how fast I can clean up my room. Set that timer. <laughs> so I usually set goals for whatever amount of time I'm working for. Like, let's see if I can achieve an entire outline for a blog post, or let's see if I can write five emails in this time. And that motivates me even if like nobody else knows I've accomplished it or not it's enough for me to know that I did xyz in that one work sprint (laughs) are you a three in your enneagram I actually don't I'm not super into that but I need to check it out because everybody asks me and I'm like I have no idea (laughs) maybe (laughs) okay sounds like a three thing (laughs) okay yeah no I'm I'll, I'll check it out and I'll let you know if you're right but Um, Yeah, I'm definitely motivated by timers. But I think another aspect to this is really like deciphering in your head what actually has to get done now versus things that you can just do later. Um, Because sometimes, you know, I, I used to I have to change my mindset like an email comes in. I don't need to answer the email right now. Like I can go in later and do all my emails at one time as opposed to this like 10 second response time that I was trained to have in my corporate job that I used to have. Um, and I think changing that mindset really helps you to understand it's okay. I don't need to stop and drop everything to handle all the other stuff right now. I can just focus on this one thing that I'm doing. Yeah. Boundaries are a form of self-care for sure. Because if you're trying to constantly reply to every email as it comes in and every DM as it comes in and all the comments, you're going to burn out really, really quickly. And it's going to be really hard to separate your identity from your work and your two different things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So really useful information and content batching. How can this be helpful with a launch? Like how does it tie into that launch process? Because you set aside, if you guys set aside a week to batch each and every month, and you're able to get all of your content creation done during that one week, you have three weeks to actually work on moving the needle in your business outside of, oh, I've got to create that podcast episode for this week or oh my gosh I've got to edit my YouTube videos till what ends up happening is we let content creation stretch out for the entire week if we're posting a weekly episode or weekly video or weekly blog post we'll let it stretch out and consume so much of our time and our mental energy that we're just throwing that time away but if it's all done and you know I don't have to worry about creating any content it's all ready and scheduled and putting itself out there to the world I don't have to worry about it until my next batch week. You've got three weeks where you can do whatever you need to do to prep for a launch. And on another note, going along with that, when you batch your content and you're not just posting an Instagram post really, really quick to get it out there and taking all that time to do that, when you're keeping 
records of the content you've batched, it makes reusing that content for your next launch so much easier. Absolutely. And I think I, I can't tell you how many people I come into contact with who say, I don't have time to launch. And I'm like, why not? Let's talk about what you're doing that you don't have time to launch. Because I've, I've never truly met someone that actually doesn't have the time to launch. I've met a lot of people who launch and get crazy results with super small amounts of time. And I'm like, if they can do it, why can't you do it? So when we really dig into that conversation of what's taking up all your time, it's because they've set these expectations for themselves that they need to do one blog a week or record one YouTube video a week or whatever. Um, and like you said, they're stretching it out and that's that becomes everything that they do. But I'm of the mindset that something will take you as long as you allow it to take. So if you, if you say it's going to take an hour, it's going to take an hour. And if you say it's going to take all week, it's going to take all week. And I think that you really have to set that intention for how long a project is going to take you so that you have room in your life and in your work to actually accomplish the other projects and other goals that you have. Absolutely. And I'm such a firm believer that your content is an important part of your business, but your content's not your business. And so if all you're doing is creating content, you're not moving your business forward in any way. Right. Yeah. They're the, we call them maintenance tasks. They're things that are, are good and they're useful, but they're not, like you said, moving the needle. And as much as we love the content we create, sorry, that blog post that you posted is just, it's not really going to do anything for you. It's all the other stuff that you do, the products that you create and the launch strategies around those products that are going to make the difference. And if you don't launch a product, you're not making money. Yes. <laughs> Plain and <Amen>. simple. So, <laughs> yeah. If your goal is to make money, then you got to launch products or sell services or do something, right? Something in exchange for dollars. And all of your content should just lead you back to those things. That's the purpose of it. It's right. Just yep. Yeah. If you're just publishing blogs um, and doing nothing else, then you're a hobby blogger in my mind, or you, you've set yourself up to be a hobby blogger. Absolutely. Maybe that sounds a little bit harsh, but you know what? <laughs> but I think there's probably someone listening that needs to hear that. I, I think so too. Yeah. Um, one of the other things I think is really useful with content batching is that you know what's coming in your content. Like you've now planned it in advance so that other things can that you do can supplement that strategy. So like, let's say you do send an email about this particular topic and you've written it and scheduled it in advance as part of your content batching. You can now go on your Instagram stories during your launch week and talk about that because you know that email went out on Tuesday morning. So Tuesday afternoon, you can go talk about it as part of your launch strategy. And so I feel like that content batching and um, the scheduling that comes as part of that process can really tie into a strong, cohesive launch approach to help you get better results with your launch. Absolutely. 100%. Because you can, like you said, you can plan so far in advance because you have the mental capacity and the mental space to plan out in advance. And you can create a longer launch runway so that you're doing that pre-launch work for way longer than you probably need to, but you're bringing in new audience members. You're telling them what you do. It's subtle. It's not always super overt, but you're able to build up that launch ramp in advance versus, oh, I really want to launch this product and I need to do it in two weeks. Yeah. 
I see you got to give yourself more of a chance for everyone listening. I usually say 30 days minimum, and that's like the bare minimum. If you've done it a lot of times before, if you already have a great nurtured audience, but the best case scenario is at least 90 days. Like that's what you should be striving for. And content batching sounds like it's just the thing that you should be doing to make sure that all of that window of time, that pre-launch is actually leveraged in the way that it should be to get the best launch results. Um, Okay. So Amanda, any additional ways to leverage content that you batch in advance? Well, repurposing, like you just said, with the emails, I, I repurpose all of my podcast episodes into email newsletters, into social media posts, into Instagram stories, repurposing the content that you've already created into all the avenues. So you've got the cohesion, but then also mentioned this a little bit earlier, literally copy and pasting and then tweaking just a little bit stuff that you've created in the past and reusing what worked. If you're keeping records of what you've done in the past and what the click-through rates were and things like that, how it actually performed for your launches, you can reuse it. And then instead of spending time creating 20 new emails for the next launch, you can just tweak and make better what you've already created to always optimize in a new way. Yeah, I I asked this question in a workshop once to, to, to my students. I said, if you have one piece of content, how many ways can you use that? And I challenged them. It was like silent work time. I said, I want you to take three minutes and literally make a list of all the things that you can do with this one piece of content. And it was interesting to see what people came up with because some people only came up with two or three things. And I said, okay, go back and try again, turn that two and three things into, you know, double that at least. And then, you know, and then we'll talk. So yeah, I I think that's an amazing thing for me. I take my podcast, I turn it into email. I turn it into social media posts. It also gets uh, rewritten into a blog post format. It goes on Pinterest, it goes everywhere. And that's, this is the only content that I create. You know, this is like my core thing and it turns into, plus it's not even just one email, it's multiple emails that go out throughout the year, redirecting people back to the same piece of content. Um, So I think when people ask the question of how much content do you need for your launch, I think you just need one thing (laughs) and you can turn it into a whole bunch of other stuff and save yourself a crap load of time. Absolutely. You just create the sales page and then repurpose that whole piece of content into everything you need, really. Absolutely. Yeah. I always say um, when you're thinking about what to write for your sales emails, go back to your sales page, flip it on its side, and you have every single day's worth of emails that you need to send. Absolutely. Okay, Amanda. So we're just about out of time. Any last pieces of advice for people? Just get started. I think we can look at this idea of content batching as a ton of work and so much to do. And there's no way I could set aside a week to just make content, but I promise you, you're going to get more done in less time. If you just set up some boundaries and do it and you don't have to follow all the best practices, you just got to put something out there so that you can be consistent for your audience. We didn't really touch on consistency, but the two most important parts of content that converts is high quality content, which if you're just waiting for the last minute to put it out, it's not high quality, high quality content that's consistent because if you're not consistent, you're starting over with your audience every time you start putting content out again. So if you want content that's going to convert with a launch, it's gotta be consistent and it's gotta be high quality. And the best way to do that is to set aside some time to just bash it and get it done. 
Yeah, and it has to be over a decent period of time. You can't just show up a week before your launch with, quote, consistent content and expect for people to buy from you. No, that that won't work. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Amanda, this has been amazing. Uh, Tell us where we can find you online. Yeah, I would love it if you guys would check out my podcast, Chasing Simple. It's all about uncomplicating life and business for entrepreneurs. And I'm also over on Instagram at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. And you have an amazing freebie everybody should check out. It's eight tips for faster content creation. Tell us a little bit about that and where we can grab it. Yeah, it's a free audio training. When I started talking about content badging initially, I got a lot of pushback from people saying, well, that sounds like a great idea, but it takes me so long to create any piece of content that I just can't do it. So here's a free training on eight tips that will make content creation faster for you. They're really quick tips. You can implement one or two or all of them and they'll speed up the process for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you can get that over at amandawarfield.com forward slash rebel. Amazing. This has been so informative. Amanda, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come help us save lots of time. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Hey, Rebel Boss, do you want to learn how to launch your digital product in the next 90 days? If yes, grab the free roadmap over at edenfree.com forward slash RBL. That's edenfree.com forward slash RBL. Thank you so much for listening. If you love the podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review and a share on social media. Your support really does mean the world. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and remember, keep kicking ass, keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up. We'll see you next time.